0: Book One, Chapter Twenty One of In Search of the Castaways. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Roger Moline. In Search of the Castaways, or The Children of Captain Grant, by Jules Verne. Book One, Chapter Twenty One A False Trail. The Sierra Tandal rises a thousand feet above the level of the sea, that is to say, anterior to all organic and metamorphic creation. It is formed of a semicircular ridge of nice hills, covered with fine, short grass. The district of Tandal, to which it has given its name, includes all the south of the province of Buenos Aires, and terminates in a river which conveys north all the rios that take their rise on its slopes after making a short ascent up the sierra they reached the postern gate so carelessly guarded by an argentine sentinel that they passed through without difficulty a circumstance which betokened extreme negligence or extreme security a few minutes afterward the commandant appeared in person he was a vigorous man about fifty years of age of military aspect with grayish hair and an imperious eye far as one could see through the clouds of tobacco smoke which escaped from his short pipe. His walk reminded Paganel instantly of the old subalterns in his own country. Thalcave was spokesman, and, addressing the officer, presented Lord Glenarvan and his companions. While he was speaking, the commandant kept staring fixedly at Paganel in rather an embarrassing manner the geographer could not understand what he meant by it and was just about to interrogate him when the commandant came forward and seizing both his hands in the most free-and-easy fashion said in a joyous voice in the mother tongue of the geographer a frenchman yes a frenchman replied paganel ah delightful welcome welcome i am a frenchman too he added shaking paganel's hand with such vigor as to be almost alarming is he a friend of yours paganel asked the major yes said paganel somewhat proudly one has friends in every division of the globe after he had succeeded in disengaging his hand though not without difficulty from the living vice in which it was held a lively conversation ensued Glenarvan would fain have put in a word about the business on hand but the commandant related his entire history and was not in a mood to stop till he had done it was evident that the worthy man must have left his native country many years back for his mother tongue had grown unfamiliar and if he had not forgotten the words he certainly did not remember how to put them together he spoke more like a negro belonging to a french colony the fact was that the governor of fort independence was a french sergeant an old comrade of He had never left the fort since it had been built in 1828, and, strange to say, he commanded it with the consent of the Argentine government. He was a man about fifty years of age, a Basque by birth, and his name was Manuel Ifarraguer, so that he was almost a Spaniard. A year after his arrival in the country he was naturalized, took service in the Argentine army, and married an Indian girl who was then nursing twin babies six months old. Two boys, be it understood, for the good wife of the commandant would never have thought of presenting her husband with girls. Manuel could not conceive of any state but a military one, and he hoped in due time, with the help of God, to offer the republic a whole company of young soldiers. You saw them! Charming! Good soldiers are Jose, Juan, and Miguel. Pepe, seven years old. Pepe can handle a gun. hearing himself complimented brought his two little feet together and presented arms with perfect grace he'll get on added the sergeant he'll be colonel major or brigadier general some day sergeant manuel seemed so enchanted that it would have been useless to express a contrary opinion either to the profession of arms or the probable future of his children he was happy and as goethe says Nothing that makes us happy is an illusion. All this talk took up a quarter of an hour, to the great astonishment of Thalcave. The Indian could not understand how so many words could come out of one throat. No one interrupted the sergeant, but all things came to an end, and at last he was silent, but not till he had made his guests enter his dwelling and be presented to Madame Ifarguer. Then, and not till then, did he ask his guests what had procured him the honor of their visit. Now or never was the moment to explain, and Paganel, seizing the chance at once, began an account of their journey across the Pampas, and ended by inquiring the reason of the Indians having deserted the country. "'Ah, there was no one,' replied the sergeant, shrugging his shoulders. "'Really, no one. And us, too. Our arms crossed. Nothing to do.' "'But why?' "'War.' "'War?' "'Yes, civil war between the Paraguayans and Buenos Aires,' replied the sergeant. "'Well?' "'Well, Indians all in the north, in the rear of General Flores. "'Indian pillagers find pillage there.' "'But where are the Saciques?' "'Saciques are with them.' "'What? "'Catriel?' there is no catriel and calfucura there is no calfucura and there is no yancha no no yancha the reply was interpreted by thalcave who shook his head and gave an approving look the patagonian was either unaware of or had forgotten that civil war was decimating the two parts of the republic a war which ultimately required the intervention of brazil the indians have everything to gain by these intestine strifes and cannot lose such fine opportunities of plunder there was no doubt the sergeant was right in assigning war then as the cause of the forsaken appearance of the plains but this circumstance upset all Glenarvan's projects for if harry grant was a prisoner in the hands of the sakiques he must have been dragged north with them how and where should they ever find him if that were the case should they attempt a perilous and almost useless journey to the northern border of the Pampas? It was a serious question which would need to be well talked over. However, there was one inquiry more to make to the sergeant, and it was the Major who thought of it, for all the others looked at each other in silence. Had the sergeant heard whether any Europeans were prisoners in the hands of the Sikiks? Manuel looked thoughtful for a few minutes, like a man trying to ransack his memory. At last he said, "'Yes?' "'Ah!' said Glenarvan, catching at the fresh hope. They all eagerly crowded round the sergeant, exclaiming, "'Tell us! Tell us!' "'It was some years ago,' replied Manuel. "'Yes. All I heard was that some Europeans were prisoners, but I never saw them.' You are making a mistake, said Glenarvan. It can't be some years ago. The date of the shipwreck is explicitly given. The Britannica was wrecked in June, eighteen sixty two. It is scarcely two years ago. Oh, more than that, my lord. Impossible, said Paganel. Oh, but it must be. It was when Pepe was born. There were two prisoners. No, three, said Glenarvan. Two. "'replied the sergeant in a positive tone. "'Two!' echoed Glenarvan, much surprised. "'Two Englishmen?' "'No, no, who's talking of Englishmen?' "'No, a Frenchman and an Italian.' "'An Italian who was massacred by the Paiuchis?' exclaimed Pajanel. "'Yes, and I heard afterward that the Frenchman was saved.' "'Saved!' exclaimed young Robert, "'his very life hanging on the lips of the sergeant yes delivered out of the hands of the indians paganel struck his forehead with an air of desperation and said at last ah i understand it is all clear now everything is explained but what is it asked lenarvin with as much impatience my friends replied paganel taking both robert's hands in his own we must resign ourselves to a sad disaster WE HAVE BEEN ON A WRONG TRACK. THE PRISONER MENTIONED IS NOT THE CAPTAIN AT ALL, BUT ONE OF MY OWN COUNTRYMEN, AND HIS COMPANION, WHO WAS ASSASSINATED BY THE PAIUCCHES, WAS Marco Vizello. THE FRENCHMAN WAS DRAGGED ALONG BY THE CRUEL INDIANS SEVERAL TIMES AS FAR AS THE SHORES OF THE COLORADO, BUT MANAGED AT LENGTH TO MAKE HIS ESCAPE AND RETURN TO COLORADO. INSTEAD OF FOLLOWING THE TRACK OF HARRY GRANT, WE HAVE FALLEN ON THAT OF YOUNG GUINARD. This announcement was heard with profound silence. The mistake was palpable. The details given by the sergeant, the nationality of the prisoner, the murder of his companions, his escape from the hands of the Indians, all evidenced the fact. Glenarvan looked at Thalcave with a crestfallen face, and the Indian, turning to the sergeant, asked whether he had ever heard of three English captives. "'Never,' "'replied Manuel. "'They would have known of them at Tandil, I am sure. "'No, it cannot be. "'After this, there was nothing further to do at Fort Independence "'but to shake hands with the Commandant "'and thank him and take leave. "'Glenarvin was in despair at this complete overthrow of his hopes, "'and Robert walked silently beside him with his eyes full of tears. "'Glenarvin could not find a word of comfort to say to him. Paganel gesticulated and talked away to himself. The major never opened his mouth, nor Thalcave, whose amour propre as an Indian, seemed quite wounded by having allowed himself to go on a wrong scent. No one, however, would have thought of reproaching him for an error so pardonable. They went back to the Fonda and had supper, but it was a gloomy party that surrounded the table. It was not that any of them regretted the fatigue they had so heedlessly endured, or the dangers they had run, but they felt their hope of success was gone, for there was no chance of coming across Captain Grant between the Sierra Tandil and the sea, as Sergeant Manuel must have heard if any prisoners had fallen into the hands of the Indians on the coast of the Atlantic. Any event of this nature would have attracted the notice of the Indian traders who trafficked between Tandil and Carmen at the mouth of the Rio Negro. The best thing to do now was to get to the Duncan as quick as possible at the appointed rendezvous. Paganel asked Glenarvan, however, to let him have the document again, on the faith of which they had set out on so bootless a search. He read it over and over, as if trying to extract some new meaning out of it. "'Yet nothing can be clearer,' said Glenarvan. "'It gives the date of the shipwreck, and the manner, and the place of the captivity "'in the most categorical manner.' "'That it does not—no, it does not!' exclaimed Paganel, striking the table with his fist. "'Since Harry Grant is not on the Pampas, he is not in America. "'But where he is, the document must say—' And it shall say, my friends, or my name is not Jacques Paganel any longer. End of book one, chapter twenty one. Recording by Roger Moline.